welcome Pudding People to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding, Ken's Movie Reviews. We've been on a bit of a hiatus as we've been focusing a great deal of our effort into finishing the ultimate comic movie database, but now that's up and running online, we can come back to filling the airways with a little bit of research and a whole lot of opinion. This week we are going to be talking about Zombieland Double Tap, the sequel to a similarly named movie that came out a number of years ago. A lot of people liked the original, myself included, and I've been really excited to see the sequel come out. Uh, As always, we will begin the review with a spoiler-free section to determine whether we think you should see this in the theaters, whether you should wait for it to be on Blu-ray or streaming, or possibly whether you should just completely ignore it. Um, After that, we will be breaking it down with our patented scientific, but not really scientific method, where we will talk about the cast, the director, costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and any bonus points we decide to give. The total score can add up to 100 points. Has not happened yet, but you know, there's always a first. But it reminds me just a little bit of the time of being in school and getting those graded papers in and being mildly disappointed that it wasn't higher than it actually was. But on to the review. So this movie, I think, is a really fun movie. I think it is for fans of the actors that are in it, fans of the genre. uh, If you really enjoyed the first movie, well worth a view in the theater Um, I, I definitely enjoyed seeing it on a larger screen. I think it plays better in that environment personally, but I think if you're not maybe quite so attached, because there's a lot of movies coming out that are just fantastic this season, uh, maybe waiting for it on streaming. It's not necessarily a bad idea, but it's definitely worth a watch one way or the other, because I think they did a fantastic job. Now let's break it down into the spoiler section. So I normally start with the director, but this time I'm going to start with the the director, basically. I don't think I'm going to really change anything. Uh, The director on this is Ruben Fleischer. He is the director of the previous movie. You might notice uh, that he has quite a bit of a resume if you decide to look him up on IMDb. He's got a lot of credits, uh, not just from directing, but he's got writing credits, producing credits. I mean, he produced the show Superstore, uh, is producing Stumptown, Bold Type, uh, he directed, the obviously, the original Zombieland, and he directed the Superstore Super show. He also directed Venom. So I kind of have mixed feelings uh, about, about him a little bit, at least not him specifically, but the product that he has. Now, part of the mixed feeling is he's got a lot of stuff that I haven't seen, so I don't have direct opinions on a lot of it, but I loved the original Zombieland, and I did not like Venom at all. Um, well, that's not, that's not fair. I like Venom. Okay. It was, it was not what I hoped it would be, but that's not really a directorial issue so much as a, I I didn't like the direction that it was taking. I didn't like Sony's intent for that film. So really not something that can fall at his feet specifically, though, because of association and the way psychology works, even though I know that it still kind of colors my perspective just a little bit. But let's look at what he did in the film and in terms of keeping the story cohesive, keeping the actors engaged, keeping everything to be where it needs to be. He did great. I mean, just just bottom line, this this film was tight. It's not a real long film, which is kind of a breath of fresh air with so many films being in the the two hour range. This is significantly shorter um, and it's just fun. 
So um, it, obviously it's got a great deal of gore built into it, which what, what are you going to get? It's a zombie movie. But um, he did, I think, a fantastic job in taking the story and making it making it come come through on the on the film very well i think all the actors are engaged i I, I, you know a lot of this is me reading into things that may or may not be there but it definitely seems like he's got a rapport with the actors it it just it just feels like everybody's on the same page they know what the story needs to be they know what the the scenes need to do in order to go forward everything is just cohesive now at the same time i always look for what what did the director do to kind of push it forward? Is this just a, a kind of a, a sequel, just another episode in the same thing, or is this an evolution? Now we'll talk about this a little more in the plot, but they, they try and put forward, this isn't just a leap in time, but this is just a, a change in the landscape of the story. So a lot of times in my mind, there has to be something, you know, that just makes that leap in, in a different way, whether it's the the way that the shots are staged, or whether the CGI is significantly better, or whether the uh, the script takes a left turn or a big uh, surprise or something of that nature, I didn't really get that with this film. Um, I don't know if that's an issue with the directing or the writing. Um, I don't know really where that lies. That's not so much a disappointment, really, because it's still an excellent movie. It's just it didn't it didn't do anything to make me go, "Wow, that's the the next stage." He really stepped up the game in some particular way. I, I didn't see that. Um, really, not a criticism because I I'm going to watch this movie again easily. It's just too fun to not watch, and he clearly had a strong role in making it as good as it was. Um, but considering everything, I got to give him a 15 out of 20, uh, points on that, you know, super solid. I mean, couldn't really, uh, couldn't really ask for more with this type of a movie. Uh, let's go on to the casting. Now, a lot of the casting is going to be reprising roles from the previous movie. So you got Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, all reprising their roles and all doing just a fantastic job again. Um, now I'm sure most of you know who does what and recognize those names, but just in case you don't, uh, Woody Harrelson was in Cheers. He was in Natural Born Killers, uh, People versus Larry Flint. You can't miss Woody Harrelson. He's iconic. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, you got to, got to know who he is by now. Social Network, Batman versus Superman. He's been in a bunch of great films. Met the dude. He is super awesome. Very chill. Very, you know, just a lot of fun. Um, Emma Stone uh, in La La Land, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. She's just been in a ton of stuff and is generally really awesome in it. Uh, Abigail Breslin may be the one that's least known of the four, but she's had some great stuff too. She was in Ender's Game, uh, Rongo, Santa Claus 3, Little Miss Sunshine. She's got a, a pretty, pretty awesome resume of stuff too. So all of them coming back and doing a fantastic job. You've got um, Zoe... Dutch as Madison, and I hope that's Dutch with a D-E-T, D-E-U-T-C-H. It could be Dutch, but I, I think it's Dutch. I'm hoping. As I've mentioned many times, it is uh, part and parcel that I like to mispronounce things. And considering I'm uh, pretty good at it, I'm going to continue mispronouncing things and hope that nobody hates me for it. Um, 
but she was awesome in this film uh, as Madison. But she's been in things like Before I Fall and Set It Up and Bad Grandpa. She's got a pretty solid resume of stuff uh, as well. Um, uh, Yvonne, uh, I believe it was Jogia. Let's see. I, I mispronounce everybody's name. But the guy that played Berkeley in this, uh, he's been in Shaft and Now Apocalypse and Ghost Wars, and he was in Ted 2. He's had a lot of uh, roles that are, are fairly decent. Um, he, he did an excellent job uh, in the, the position that he was in the film. Rosario Dawson, who's just amazing in everything. Uh, if you don't know who Rosario Dawson is by now, uh, she's been in all the Marvel Netflix shows, Sin City, Clerks 2, I, I can't even list the awesome stuff that she's been in to, to any real extent. Uh, you got Luke Wilson showing up for a little bit of the film, which was just a fantastic little little gem in there. You know, he's been in things like Old School and the Royal Tenenbaums and 310 to Yuma. Uh, super funny dude, and he always does a good job with what he, uh, with what he does. And they teamed him with Thomas uh, Middleditch, um, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Silicon Valley TV show, college humor sketches, you know, things like that. You'd recognize this dude if you didn't know who it was originally. Um, they both did great. Of course, Bill Murray coming back uh, briefly at the very end of the film. That was fantastic. <laughs> and his interaction with Al Roker, hilarious. Uh, and then just kind of a funny, uh, a fun little note, uh, Diesel Ramos makes a small appearance in this film as one of the zombies. Now, if you don't know who Diesel Ramos is, he's a fairly large gentleman, uh, a, a man of significant muscle, but he's he's done a bunch of small parts in, in a bunch of movies. I mean, literally ridiculous numbers of movies. He's just in comic book movies alone. I think he's got something like 12 credits just in comic book movies. And you wouldn't necessarily know. I mean, he's, he gets parts like security guard, uh, things like that, you know, but I love seeing this dude pop up in films because it's just kind of one of those fun little Easter eggs. And he always does great in whatever part he does, you know, just as the, as the supporting, it's just too much fun. Um, so cast wise, fantastic. They, uh, they, they just knocked it out of the park. Uh, could not have asked for better. You got everybody back that you needed to get back and added some really fun people on top of it. Got to give that an 18 out of 20. Costuming and props. Uh, now, you can get up to 10 points out of this, and I'm just going to say right now it gets 9 out of it because there's not a lot to discuss in the costuming and props. They are kind of still doing the same kind of um, design and wardrobing that they did on the previous film because it makes sense. It's the same same setting. Not a lot has changed. So, I mean, they still did a fantastic job. The people that um, they brought in, the their outfits are fantastic. The Of course, having the Elvis Presley costume is always fun. Um, anything like that, they there's not a lot to talk about. Just it's post-apocalyptic with some flair. Um, so they did, they did pretty awesome on that. We're going to just kind of skip on to location. Now location could go either way on this film. I think they did pretty awesome. I mean, they start out with the, uh, White House set, um, in the post-apocalypse, you know, they have a lot of flitting around to different locations talking about originally in the previous movie zombie kill of the week. And they're kind of talking about zombie kill of the year. So they kind of go from place to place, but a lot of the big locations are going to be that white house set, the, uh, Elvis motel set. Uh, there's a commune that's, uh, built around an apartment 
building, I believe, is what it is supposed to be. Um, but, you know, those are the three big locations out of everything. Um, so there's not a lot of, uh, well, I mean, there's road. There's a lot of traveling on the road. But it's it's not something that I really feel so much as a backdrop because you're in a car. Uh, they're filming in the vehicles, uh, which... I guess is important, but I'm thinking more actual main set pieces. So there's not a lot of uh, variation in those, but the set pieces they've got are just really good. Um, it, it's very memory invoking. It's it's something that you'll you'll generally remember, and it will stay with you for a while. So I think that they did a great job of giving it that post-apocalypse dust and dirt grime effect, but still keeping it kind of fresh and fun. Very good. Very well done. Uh, give them an 8 out of 10 on the locations. Cinematography. Now this is where I think they took what they were doing in the previous film and did build on it in, a, in some fun ways because the previous film had some kind of standard shot design, um, adding in some fun graphics with you know the rules that uh, the rules that Jesse Eisenberg's character, uh, has you know kind of popping up every now and then of course of the zombie kill of the week you know the the fun graphics that they have for that um, and then the fight scenes on the original film they had a lot of wide shots they had a lot of a uh, close-up and they would mix those in really well I felt they they kind of built on that it has some really neat tracking shots uh, they, their use of slow motion was really really good in the film that was just fantastic. The CGI that they had was really good. They didn't overuse it, I didn't feel. And when it was there, it, it blended in nicely, uh, combining that with the really nice practical effects. And, uh, and of course, as we talked about the costuming and props, everything blended really well. Um, I mean, there's really not much to, to really say. They, did, they didn't do too many establishing shots that I remember. Uh, so it was... It was, it was just good. It was tight. Like I was mentioning before, it flowed really well. So the story and the shooting blended and everything just kind of moved the story along and got everything going in a really excellent way. Uh, so I got to give them a 16 out of 20 on that. And then the meat, the meat and potatoes of everything, the plot and the writing. Okay. So you can't go into this film expecting Citizen Kane. It's just not what it is. That being said, uh, you can have some conceptions of what to expect if you watched the previous movie. Uh, so that's what I had. It, the other one had great humor. It's going to be gory. A lot of the, the film depends on the interplay between the characters and the relationships that are established and how they change. That was really what the original Zombieland did so well and made me like it so much because there was actual character growth in the previous films that you could see happen through the course of the film. A lot of times you don't get that. The plot happens and the main characters are the same from the beginning to the end of the film. If they change it so minuscule that you really can't, you really can't put your finger on any real change other than now he likes this person. Eh, not much, but personal growth is often very hard to show because you need time uh, that you often don't have in a film to really show that personal growth. They somehow managed to do that with all of the characters in the film, which is great. I mean, if you can get it in one, you're doing fantastic to get it into all four main characters and be able to portray that and have 
the viewer, at least me in this instance, really connect with it, that's that's great. Being able to see that uh, Tallahassee can be the he moved into the father figure in the previous film, and being able to being able to deal with what it means to be that father figure as the person that you're mentoring grows older and needs to be their own person. They did that great. Uh, Emma Stone having issues with uh, being able to be in a relationship and being afraid of being tied down because that's something she dealt with even before the apocalypse and being able to overcome that and and grow, that was done fantastically. Um, Abigail's uh, character being able to develop and become their own person but not lose touch with what it was that made them a family unit in the first place. Fantastic. Uh, Eisenberg, maybe the least uh, character growth assigned, but considering the type of character that he has, um, it's not as important, really. Um, I mean, a lot of his plot was centered on the fact that uh, he was still trying to um, make that connection. So I'm still kind of digesting that one to see where where the real character growth was given on that, maybe just relaxing and not being so uh, neurotic about things. Maybe that's where they were going with that. And if that's what it is, yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. Um, but I probably need to watch it again to really get, I'm sure it's there because they did so well in the other three. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, there's a little more to it that I just missed, but Still, the, the presentation of the characters is fantastic. Uh, having the, the opening credits scene, that was so much fun. To Not just the, the, the combat going up to the White House, but just the intro where you get the, the movie logo beating zombies in the head with a torch. That was just a lot of fun. Uh, bringing in um, Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch as basically carbon copies of the main characters and seeing how that relationship can be um, not toxic is not the right word but uh, dysfunctional showing that dysfunction to to their faces where it works and where it doesn't uh, that's a kind of a fun fun mirror to show Uh, that that was really cool Um, the uh, Rosario Dawson's character had some interesting bits Um, I, I would have liked to have seen a little more from that, but with the time frame, I mean, you, you do what you can. Um, and, and she knocked it out of the park with uh, what it was. Um, but uh, seeing Bill Murray at the end in the post-credits, or mid-credits, I should say, uh, how the original zombie apocalypse started and Al Roker turning into a zombie during the, uh, a press junket, that was just, that was brilliant right there. Um, there was just enough fan service to kind of give you the callbacks that you wanted, but then build on it. They did a great job with that. Um, I mean, just, and I cannot say enough good things about, uh, Zoe because, uh, as Madison, she played that, she played that kind of ditzy character, which how could that kind of uh, person survive in the apocalypse, but so much fun to just throw, a kink in the dynamic of the family unit, and that was done really well, and she did a great job with that. Um, 
I have a feeling that nobody was fooled when she got sick and it was actually just uh, food allergies. I know that was not surprising to me at all. I knew immediately what had happened and knew where they were going with it. I, the only thing I didn't know is whether they were just sidelining the character permanently or whether she would be coming back later. I figured she would come back later, but I wasn't 100% sure. Uh, so that was good the way they did that. That was that was written really well. Um, and and the uh, the kind of douchiness of the the Berkeley character being that you know having something for Woody Harrelson to to play off of as that father figure, you hope that if your daughter is going to date, she's not going to date somebody like this. But with the apocalypse, there's not a lot of choices, and it you know it's it was really really fun. So the development of the story did well, the character development did well, the ending was solid. I mean, the big fight at the end was was pretty well done. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous. What can you expect? It's that kind of a movie. Um, if I had any sort of criticism. Um, I didn't like the wording where they were trying to build it up to be what it was. I mean, they were they were leading up to the whole uh, I have Indian blood in me, maybe, kind of thing, and the running with the buffalo. As soon as they brought that up in the movie, I knew exactly what they were going to be doing. But they say ultimate sacrifice, and he doesn't ultimately sacrifice anything. Um, maybe not great wording. I mean, sure, it may be an attempt to try and trick the audience into eliciting some sort of emotional response, but this is being done with a narrator over the plot line, um, and the narrator knows he doesn't die. So that's not just misleading. Uh, it's it's an inaccuracy that you see just moments later. I'd, if maybe there was a separation of 20 minutes or something, that would have been different. But when it's just right there, it just seems awkward. doesn't really work. didn't really like that too much. Um, but if that's my biggest gripe, <laughs> it's, it's a really good film. Um, and it's just kind of a fun romp. Don't try and dig too deep into it. There are logical issues all over the place. It's a zombie movie. It's going to have them. There's there's no way around that. So you can't you can't think too deeply on that. Just kind of have fun with it. So long as you're in that mindset, you're really going to enjoy this movie. I think um, when you add everything together, that puts me at a, an 82 for this film, which is is really solid. I mean that's a, that's a uh, that's a B minus right there. I mean it's 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 a great film. I'll definitely watch it again. I may even purchase it for my own personal collection at some point. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was great. And I think that you should give it a chance whenever you get a chance to see it. But what did you think? Let us know. We have forums on our website on www.everybodylovespudding.com. We would love to get your take on the movie. Uh, in addition to that, we have a variety of social media that you can follow us on. We are real pudding guys on Twitter. We are Pudding Guys on both Facebook and Instagram, and you can even see us on Patreon, where for just a dollar a month, you can help support the Pudding Guys in our efforts to get new equipment, to be able to find new people to talk to, to find new subjects, and to conquer new territories. Maybe not the last one, but every little bit helps, and we appreciate you listening to us. Hopefully you have fun, and we'll see you next time. 